Welcome to this week's episode of Latchkey Movies, the podcast where we take a critical look at the movies your kids are watching without your supervision. Today we are going to talk about the 1994 and 2019 versions of The Lion King. My name is Sarah. I am the mom of a four-year-old boy. And I'm Briar Harvey, and I am the mom of a 17-year-old girl, an 8-year-old boy, and a 2-year-old boy. And we're super excited about this one. So let's talk about how we're going to do it. We're going to do casts first, like we usually do. So we'll do the cast of the animated version, and then the cast of the live-action version. And then we're going to go through the plot, since they are more or less the same we will just be looking at the differences and what we liked specifically in each version so we won't be going over the whole thing like we normally do because we would be here for like two hours that way right right and we'd be just talking about the same things the whole time over and over (laughs) because they so I kept reading all of these articles beforehand. No, it's not the same. It's, it's totally the same. It's totally the same. We were going to do this as two episodes. That's what we had scheduled. This week was going to be the animated, and we were going to give ourselves some time to watch the other one in theaters. And then I went and saw it, and I immediately emailed Briar, and I was like, nope, they're the same movie. <laughs> so... I hopped in to the theater yesterday to watch it, and it is, it's the same movie, except for, like... Couple lines. Well, (laughs) and I have to say, the stuff that they cut, I severely object to. On so many levels, all of the stuff that they cut was just, mmm, stuff Mm -hmm. for me. Okay, we'll we'll try to get there. So, we can't... I mean, we can only speak to box office as of right now, this moment, right? Right. For the 2019 version. It's um, doing well, though. It is. It had a budget of $260 million and it's currently over $1 billion at the box office. I this mean... a big year for Disney. This is this like a big banner year for disney they're gonna go buy another four studios or something after this i i don't even know like because all of the i mean and there was the avengers and toy story toy story they've got star wars huge huge frozen 2 yes oh that's november and the trailer for that by the way at the beginning of this version was a little bit longer than the ones I had seen previously, right? We didn't get a trailer for Frozen 2. Oh, well, I got a trailer for <laughs> Frozen 2, so I'm going to feel a little bit special, but it was a, there was some extra stuff in it. I don't know. It might have been the same one I'd seen before. I, it was it was fun. I, I am looking forward to that one, though, and we will be doing that we'll one. We'll try to do that one live, live. as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, we did, however, get the trailer for Cats. Oh, now, I missed out on that, and I'm feeling a oh, loss here man. because I keep hearing things about... Have you not about... seen it? No, I haven't seen the trailer, and I keep hearing things. So, like, I have to admit, I've never actually seen Cats. Me neither. So, I, Me I don't... <laughs> and I don't know... I've read Cats because I like to read 
scripts because yeah. I'm an actor, so that yeah. I'm, that's fun for me. So I've read Cats, but I've never actually seen Cats. And from what I've heard, I'm not sure that I want this movie to be my Cats experience. <laughs> so I had an, uh, an interesting music teacher in elementary school, and we would like read scripts for musicals. We did it for like the Phantom of the Opera because... Right. And cats, because those were the big right. things at that point. So that's what I knew about cats, but that was like elementary school. So I didn't really think I had retained any of that information. So I watched the trailer. I was like, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> I made my husband watch the trailer, and he was like, what is going on? And then we both realized neither of us really knows what cat's about. So I read him the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> And it made it like no more no. something I could understand. It is, it's like a fever no. dream. It is. <laughs> it, it kind of is. It kind of is. But interesting because I feel like Cats is the opposite end of the animated animals spectrum from this movie. <laughs> you know, I. I, I still feel like there might be some bad dreams to be had from this one, too. <laughs> Although, just the hyenas were fucking frightening. We, mm -hmm. We'll get to the hyenas, but yeah. yeah. So, back to budget. The original, the 1994 version, their budget was $45 million, And it had a box office of $968.5 Which is huge especially for the time for mm -hmm. an animated film apparently there there was at the time disney was making the lion king they were also making pocahontas and most of the major animators went and worked on pocahontas because they thought that was going to be the bigger film of the two so they were wrong they were wrong they were wrong I bet they're kicking themselves. Oh, probably still. Probably <laughs> still. Uh, let's see. And then we have four Golden Globe Award and Oscar nominations with two wins of the Golden Globes and two Oscars for Best Original Score and Best Original Song. This is prior to the days of Best Animated Film because there was really only the Disney film mm -hmm. at the time. Um, the songs Circle of Life and Hakuna Matata were also nominated. Uh, so the winner was Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Which for, also won the Grammy. Which, yes, also for best won Best Male the Vocal. Grammy. For Elton, I assume, yeah. at the end title sequence. Right, yeah, yeah. It's the... not the mid-movie version by What's-His-Face from Toto. Joseph Williams. <laughs> so, since we're doing that, let's talk about Simba, who was voiced as an adult by Matthew Broderick and sung by Joseph Williams. And his junior counterpart 
was voiced by Jonathan Taylor Thomas and sung by Jason Weaver. Do you think they picked the guy from Toto because they have a song about Africa? (laughs) 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 Like, why? So, I looked to see if he had done any other... He did some voice acting, I guess, after this, but according to his page, there is no voice acting for Joseph Williams prior to The Lion King. And it is a bit of a question. (laughs) And there's, like, nothing relevant. There's nothing Toto relevant in 1994. Like... I feel like there's some backstory (laughs) about how he was hard on his luck and some Disney producer took pity on him and said, all right, look, we're filming this fucking movie about lions. I guess it's kind of your genre, right? (laughs) I just, I just, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I don't. And so much of Simba is a voice character because I, I'm I not... Let's just talk about Simba as a voice character because we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how in the Disney Junior show, The Lion Guard, Simba is not a main character. It's about his children, the show. But Simba is voiced by um, Rob Lowe. <laughs> so we have Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Matthew Broderick, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. <laughs> now we have Donald Glover and J.D. McCrary. So it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I feel like they should all get together and have a drink sometime. Right? The Simba Club. (laughs) I'm sure that would be about the only thing those five guys have in common. I can't think of anything else that they have in common. Now, I have to admit, I went down quite the rabbit hole while I was looking this one up. Because I promised y'all I would. To find out... Whatever happened to Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Turns out, not much of anything. Which is, for a child star, kind of impressive, no? (laughs) Like, to, to make it out of Hollywood alive without a drug problem is... He went to Columbia. Yeah. So he, so he left, there was not a lot of detail about the nature of his leaving home improvement. And I feel like that's because whatever went on behind the scenes, nobody still really wants to talk about, Mm -hmm. but he didn't do the last season. And I think he was burnt out and done and they didn't want to allow him to do it in a way that was comfortable for him so he said fuck you guys I'm going to school which is exactly what he was doing at the time and then he got his degree and he has since talked about wanting to direct 
and he has gotten the opportunity to do so in, I can't remember what it was now, but he is coming back very slowly and on his terms, and I'm kind of like, more power to you. That would be... It's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So... Nothing super recent. So, adult Simba. One of those things that I don't think about, I don't, obviously, it probably never even, like, registered to me when I watched this as a kid, but seems so strange to me now as an adult, is Matthew Broderick as adult Simba? (laughs) Like, I understand. So, Disney always has that quality in their main male characters where there's like a like an immature like juvenile quality even for the adult characters right Mm -hmm. like um you know you're not going to get somebody with like a a very masculine deep voice you know i would just like to point out to you right right this minute that matthew broderick is now 57 years old which is kind of fucking mind-blowing i know but but he was 35 when they did this which is still i mean or 32 sorry he was 32 so this was 2014 so he still hadn't 1994 even, or 94 <laughs> so he still hadn't even done when was godzilla no godzilla was 98 and he mm-hmm. still looks like a baby in that movie so i feel like matthew broderick aged in like he like wasn't aging wasn't aging wasn't aging and then all of a sudden now he's gray now he's old now he's old although it was like still to look at him honestly it's gray but there's not a whole lot of lines in that face it's but like why uh, same kind of problem with joseph williams from toto like was Matthew Broderick relevant here? Like, what was he doing in 1994? Why did Disney pick Matthew Broderick to do this role? And why didn't they have him sing? He does Broadway. That actually <laughs> is the real question. Because more than anything else here, Matthew Broderick can sing he's got a hell of a set of pipes that may be surprising but yeah he actually can sing so i don't quite understand what happened here it's just it's a mystery that will not i mean there's like that whole era you can just kind of you there's question i question the male character in every single one of these films in that era because like I just don't understand why they were picking the people they were. Um, great example is Mel Gibson and Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, even like to pretend like the last 20 years didn't happen. 1995. We'll pretend like the last 20 years didn't happen for Mel Gibson. Okay. that That's, that's going to be some work, Sarah. That's... <laughs> I have to tell you, that's some... Okay, but, I, but I'm, like I'm making this leap. 1995, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. He just done Braveheart? I'm, I would imagine. I don't know. It just seems like a, an but odd But it's still a bit of a reach, for me. isn't it? I don't know. Uh, Disney, I don't know. I don't know. I don't they, know. 
But you know one they did get right? Jeremy Irons' scar. So they did. (laughs) So they did. And James Earl Jones is Mufasa. Although I have to say, you could tell... I, I don't know how to put this without being offensive, so I'm just going to say it. I really feel like you could tell that they wheeled him out of the old folks' home for, for this the current version. Current version yeah. Because it did not. There were lines that I expected to be delivered with a certain voice or timbre, and they weren't there. And I feel like that was lacking in a lot of the performances in the mm-hmm. new version, though. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that. We'll, we'll get to the live action. When we start talking about actors. But, but I, I'm taking issue with calling it live action because it's not live action. It's all animated, too. Both of these movies are entirely animated. So we're going to call this the 1994 movie and the 2019 movie because they are both animated. Because they are both animated. So we have then, I guess, Moira Kelly is Nala. Yes. And Who you will know from, what do you know her from? Well, The Cutting Edge. The Cutting is Edge, I feel yes. like you should know her from. <laughs> or The West Wing. The West Wing, probably. Yeah. But Moira's, Moira's been around for a while. But, uh, um, Again, apparently, though, like relevant how at this time. well and what i thought was really interesting is that they literally did not know matthew broderick and moira kelly that they had done these roles until they met on the red carpet really? i thought that was hysterical yeah you were nala yeah i was simba really oh, and then they watched the movie together like apparently and had yeah. commentary the whole way through That's like so this is how disney was making movies at the time Did so i s- will say she was relevant because the cutting edge was 1992 yeah i feel like she okay, actually so i'll give her a pass she's yeah. relevant <laughs> and then we have nathan lane as timon i feel like the bird cage was probably later but his was Probably some Broadway casting at that point in time would be my guess. Yeah, because they were consistently throwing some Broadway actors in. Yeah. Um, and then I think Ernie Sabella's, I don't know where he came from. I'm Do not you know? familiar enough with him. I'm not either. Broadway, Guys and Dolls, Man of okay. La Mancha. All right. Um,. And then I'm going to mutilate this, and I always do, and I always feel bad. Uh, Robert Guyami? I don't Guyam? know. I, I don't know. It's French, and I'm just like. I, I can do hockey years. player names, but that's about my, you know, so like uh, Eastern European, Scandinavian. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's my wheelhouse. I took two years of French and names are just, I'm utterly worthless at names. So, who I was perfect as Rafiki. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And then um, Rowan Atkinson as Zazu. So that's Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. And then Madge Sinclair 
is Sarabi, and I um Roots. And I actually I'm looking at her, and yes, I remember her from Roots, which was probably before most of our audience's time, but. <laughs> Uh, Coming to America, too. She was in Coming to America. Um, and then we had the hyenas. So they just... So they, they did just change cast, the hyenas. No, so they just cast the king and queen from Coming to America as the king and queen of the Holy lions. Holy shit, I just realized that's that. James that Earl is Jones, exactly right? what they... T- yes! <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly what they did there. Disney. Holy crap, Disney. Right on the (laughs) nose there. (laughs) (sighs) Too bad there were no bathing scenes. I mean, well, there was, but very different bathing (laughs) scenes. You guys, if you haven't seen Coming to America... What are you doing with your life? Seriously, I don't know Stop what you're doing Stop everything right now. If Go you're watch listening that at work, movie. <laughs> if you're listening at work, just say you have to take a sick day. It's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I'm going to get what's coming to me, Eddie. Oh, God. I just... That movie. Holy cow. I just... But that was... That's an astute observation there. And damn, damn Disney, damn! <laughs> I see what you did there, Disney. I see. Wow. <laughs> so let's talk about the hyenas because they're yeah. <clears throat> Whoopi Goldberg as Shinzi, Cheech Marin as Banzai, and Jim Cummings as Ed. Now Jim Cummings was, I don't know, Tigger. Oh, Darkwing Duck. He's like everything. Dr. Robotnik, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Yeah, he's all over the place. Which makes it somewhat ironic then that as Ed, we literally only ever heard him giggle. Right, that's funny. He's a very good voice actor though. Like he's... So we should have actually gotten some form of voice from him but no whatever so he apparently does play scar in like the sequels well yeah i imagine they couldn't get jeremy irons out for (laughs) the sequels so the sequels is a world of disney i know nothing about like i don't think i've seen any of the sequels I'll be honest, I kind of stay out of Disney sequels pretty deliberately, unless given indication otherwise, because, and and for my kids, too, because I find them to be very problematic. Generally, as a rule, I find the writing to be very sloppy. Mm -hmm. I find the characterization and the stories to be stories that I don't particularly want told. Mm -hmm. So... It's we completely s- different production company, oh, yeah. too. Like, it's a different side of Disney. It's Disney, but it's not your Disney animation studio that's making their feature-length films. No, it's not a Disney... It's not a Disney who cares. Right. So, one of my absolute 
favorite bits of Disney trivia is that Jeremy Irons blew out his voice during Be Prepared, and Jim Cummings had to take over and sing part of the song for him. So every time I listen to that song, which is like one of my favorite songs on this soundtrack, I just love it. Uh, I always kind of try to find where it's Jim Cummings versus Jeremy Irons. And I'm like 90% sure my husband and I have absolutely sat and listened to this song. Over and over and over again. To try to pinpoint when it is. And I'm like 90% sure he blows out his voice in You Won't Get a Sniff Without Me. And from that point on, it's Jim Cummings. Could be. So next time you hear it, just think about the fact that that's Tigger singing the rest of the song. (laughs) (laughs) So then we can, if that's your favorite, I'm sure you join me in being pretty upset by the lack of that song in the new version. It was a glaring absence. and It was such a weirdly, like, so in this... And so it comes up a few times in this, in the new version. And there's a couple of songs in the old version where the actors are sing or sing talking. Mm -hmm. So like Zazu's version or Zazu's lines in uh, Just Can't Wait to Be King are sing talking, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, and I would say to an extent, even a lot of the lines in Be Prepared are sing talking. Um, and they're so much more well produced, I guess, is the best way to put it, in the 1994 version versus those same lines in the 2019 version. Like, it was. Look, jarring. I'm not going to say that everybody for this version, for the current version, phoned it in because I hate to say that, but I just feel like they didn't get enough takes out of any of these uh, guys. Yeah, I don't know what it was. There's there's something missing from the performance of almost all of yeah. the live, the the. I'm still calling it live action because <laughs> no, I don't know what else to call it. The 2019 version. The 2019 <laughs> version. <clears throat> okay, so let's get into that cast, shall we? Yes. We've we got have Don Glover mm-hmm. as Simba. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard him talk about that? How he chose this, like one of his email addresses, and he chose Don Glover. And then, like, later realized that his email address or screen name or something was Dong Lover. (laughs) (laughs) So every time I, like, think of his name, like, as a full name, I think of Dong Lover. Anyways, you know him Oh, that's fantastic. Childish Gambino. He's Childish Gambino. He was on Community and Atlanta. He's, he's very also, much a renaissance man. He, he is. And he's done a couple of really remarkable documentaries for Amazon as really? well. That, yeah, that I, I think any of them. Uh, he was involved in, at least on some level, with the Lorena Bobbitt production. Really? That, yeah. So. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, totally a renaissance man. Yes, like, what isn't this guy doing? Very much so. Very much so. I really, I, I like what he's doing. Me too. So far. And I also like, 
how protected he keeps his family. Mm-hmm. Like, they are not in the public eye. Not at all. No. Since we are here talking about Mr. Glover, it is worth clarifying for the umpteenth millionth time, I'm sure there is no relation to Danny Glover. <laughs> nope. Don Glover is not related to Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm never going to hear that right now, ever again. It's Don Glover. Oh my God. What have you done? What have you done? <clears throat> Poor Donald and J.D. McCrary as the young Simba. So Who has an amazing voice. Like, really I was very amazing. impressed. I was very impressed. By both the kid actors in this and the kid actors in the 1994 version. Mm-hmm. I think they uh, all mm-hmm. four of them did an amazing job with mm-hmm. their voice acting. Uh, so we have Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Which I'm really disappointed that they didn't just get James Franco. Oh, Franco. Like, okay. I don't know where Billy Eichner is coming from here. Who likes Billy Eichner? Do people like Billy Eichner? I can't stand him. But that, I feel like, is his point. That well, he's a grating, annoying even character. No, Billy Eichner was prior to looking him up. So because I apparently live in under a rock and <laughs> had never even seen or heard of this dude until I like, I've never seen this show. I don't know what Billy on the street is. None of this means. He's just like this grating. His whole shtick is that he's this like grating personality. So I didn't like him. That much I can tell you. I Why wasn't think it James Franco? James Franco would have been significantly better, frankly. I feel like it was supposed to be James Franco. And then Disney well couldn't been. or wouldn't get him for reasons. Well, if he's having reasons problems, then yeah, maybe it was best to not get him. I don't know. I really like Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. I yeah, like I the idea of it. Yeah, he does okay. Like, I thought he was okay. <laughs> like the warhog was like felt well voiced to me. So, um, let's see who else do we have here? I'll let you take on this one. Thanks. You did at least write a helpful pronunciation guide, <laughs> so I feel a little bit more equipped for Chuatel. A geophore is what... So, where did you get this from? I think it was like a Vogue interview. A Vogue interview. She was... A video interview. Yeah. That's what she said to his face. So, that's what we're going 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 with. with. That's what we're going with. I've been a fan of his for a while. Loved him in Serenity. Serenity. As the operative. Serenity, which is why... But also, Children of Men. Oh, yeah. Which is just an amazing movie. Again, you know what? Stop what you're doing if you haven't seen Children of Men. Yes, you definitely should go watch that one. I think that's probably more important than Coming Way to America. Way more important than Coming to America. <laughs> Very good movie. So then, with those performances especially, I can't be the only one who is disappointed with him as Scar. Right, because he can do a bad guy. Or oh, a, yeah. a gray-shaded guy, at least. At least. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it. they all suffered from the same problem. There's just the voice acting was not on level for this movie. 
I was really disappointed almost entirely throughout. And I just, so, because we come up here, let's keep going to Alfre Woodard as Sarabi, who I was kind of generally disappointed with, although she's got five lines. So mm-hmm. how would you know? Right. Um, and then we had John, I think it's Connie. As Rafiki, you would know him as the elder Black Panther. Yeah, T'Chaka. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel a whole like I. He should have been great. He mm-hmm. should have been a perfectly acceptable replacement in that role. Mm-hmm. He should have been able to get like the make-up, the made-up song. Really, Why didn't they do it? I don't know! See, and here's what I'm saying. If they're not real fucking animals, then what's wrong with the the hit... Sansi, Sana, Squish, Banana. Banana, right? <laughs> the, Why not? What? I don't, yeah, I don't know. That it, one bothered me, What's too. wrong with... I kept if waiting If you want a hunk of fat and juicy meat. Yes! What's hey, wrong hey, hey. with those? <laughs> I, those, yeah. They Those were, are the pieces of this movie that I enjoy. Right? Where where was the line? Lovely bunch of coconuts. Lovely bunch of coconuts. Where was the line about Scar is a throw rug? And then mm. you can take him out and beat him. Although, I will say, since we're here, John Oliver as Zazu was quite good. I mean, it was perfect casting. He was amazing. Except for the sing talking yeah but, but again I, I like i feel like so much of that's not the actors no it's something about the production it's something about the production and he was the only one who i honestly really was impressed with as a performance and i don't know what that says when john oliver <laughs> is the most impressive vocal performance and with this cast list, I just, I don't, I don't think that's about the actors. I really don't. I think that's about the production or how they were directed or that right. they just didn't get enough fucking takes. I don't know, but it was I, not I, good. I don't want to it wasn't bad, John Favreau, but I guess maybe that's where it falls. This is his movie. This is yeah. John Favreau's movie. John Favreau, get it together. Do more takes. I don't know. Too busy. Too much going on. He was being happy in the Avengers universe or Marvel universe. and I don't know. <sighs> so, we do, finally, we do have to talk about Beyonce as Nala. I, I was reasonably impressed with can you feel the love tonight with between her and Don Glover? <laughs> My note on this was that she beyonce it. Like, she just totally she overtook the, the song. She just, it became a Beyonce song, not a song in The Lion King. Which, whatever, I mean, it's Beyonce, so if anybody's going to do it. She did Beyonce it a little bit. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But if like anyone's the, the allowed, way that song oh. was mixed, you can't hear Don, <laughs> Don Lover at all. I hate you. <laughs> you can't hear poor Donald Glover in that song. 
No, not at all. So, I guess it's time to start talking about the movie. (laughs) So, we've been talking for like 40 minutes now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we're going to be cutting some of that, but still, we should get to the movie, no? We should get to the movie, yeah. I do like... um, that the actress that they have playing young Nala is the actress she played the part on Broadway. I'm probably butchering it, but I think it's Shahadi Wright Joseph. I leave uh, name pronunciations to you because I'm awful at it. I, I'm willing to acknowledge that I'm probably butchering them. <laughs> I do try, and with some of them I go and try and watch stuff. I really mm-hmm. do, but they're not always available, and that right. irritates me. Like... If we're talking about people, actors at least, no, should they not say their name on their fucking Facebook profile or something? Isn't there a place for that? Like, the, isn't there a pronunciation You know who guide? I want to see doing it? Alan Tudyk. Thank you. <laughs> just, I'd really just like clear it up Alan. Us, Alan please. Tudyk. Just record you saying your name that's all like that that should be a requirement to get the little blue check next to your name or something (laughs) a video of you saying your name that's all okay so new castle for did you notice i did it's a brand new castle opening it was totally different do you know what castle that is or where it comes from no and okay. I can't, it's not one I could go back. It's not like you can go Google it, right? Yeah. Right. Um, I will, I have to let everybody know that I was in the theater with my four and a half year old. I was watching this movie. So there were you two. You might have missed some stuff. Is that what you're saying? There were two bathroom breaks. Oh, there were two bathroom well, breaks. Well, one was mine and one was his. <laughs> I always have to warn clients at like right around the one hour mark. So you know you were working with a woman who is birthed for children. <laughs> I have to go. I'll be right back. Okay. So, so yeah, brand new castle opening. I'm wondering if this is just one that they're going to be using on these like CGI'd movies. Or if this is going to be the new norm for Disney. I guess we'll see. We have the next one to come would be Frozen 2. So. Did you see Toy Story 4 in the movies? I did not see Toy Story 4. I haven't seen it yet. My son really has been nagging at me. So we may go do it in the cheapies. Yeah. But, you know, that'll be two months from now when it's actually on DVD. I'm going to say it again. We have a movie tavern here, and they do $5 movies on Tuesdays. And it's first run. We do do have $5 Tuesdays at one of the places does do that. But, like... It's Tuesday, which is a terrible day for me. Right. Well, that's why they do it on Tuesday. It's a terrible day for everyone. It's a terrible day for everyone. There's always some shit on Tuesday. Okay. So, according to John Favreau, the director, the opening shot is the only real shot in the movie. That is the sun. So, it's just the shot of the sun. Rising over the savannah. That's it. That's the only real thing. The rest of this is all CGI. 
No so, lions were harmed in the production <laughs> of... No lions were even looked at in the production of this. Well, they maybe were looked at. They did a good job. But this begs the question. If it's all CGI, why did none of these animals have fucking facial expressions? Right. Why? And which leads me to... I didn't hate this movie. I didn't hate the 2019 version of this movie. No, I didn't hate it, but I didn't... But... I don't know. So much of what I liked about it is nostalgia. So, if the 2019 movie existed as its own thing, if the 1994 movie had never existed, this would be, like, Razzie's territory, right? (laughs) Right. This movie was terrible. And... (laughs) And for me, but I loved watching it. Right, I so <laughs> loved watching it, and and my kids are gonna love it. And because mm-hmm. I went by myself, I, I feel with, <laughs> I got a nice little box of Butterfinger, and I stretched out the fucking recliner, <laughs> and I was not poked or touched or prodded because I went to go see a movie for work. <laughs> yes. I did not do that. Well, that's <laughs> your mistake. I, I, very, mistake. I'm, I very deliberately, I know I'm going for work. I'm going by myself. You guys can go and watch this movie later at another time. I'm going by myself so that I can pay attention. <laughs> Was the circle of life like exactly shot for shot? If it wasn't exact, it was It sure was pretty close. spot on. It sure was. It was close. really well done. I think so. Rafiki has he breaks a gourd mm-hmm. and spreads that on the baby lion. In this in version, the current version, I believe it was like some roots yeah, that I think he right. broke. Yeah. So that would be the difference there in terms of but but like even the the dancing of the animals now yeah. I'll I'll admit the opening sequence still gave me chills. Me man. too. It was still remarkable. So good. So good. And like I have to say that opening sequence probably top three best of all time right there are like not all movies or cartoon of movies? all movies all yes movies? no can you think of any movies that begin better really it's, it's give a very me a epic better opening. beginning but like all you have to do is say bye to right <laughs> and people are like oh yeah it's I know the lion king <laughs> like i i mean it's literally and 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 the sun and the in- yeah. and like it's just it's spectacular it is. On st- have you ever seen the stage production yes i have oh. not is it good in that oh it's so amazing so it's i was really the stage production now we got the touring crew because we saw it there's here nothing wrong with Omaha. touring no there's absolutely nothing wrong i just i didn't get the same epicness because it's not actors in a, right it's, it's not, not a residency but but i it was really it was a really spectacular thing and they did it with puppets so you yeah. were watching the humans move with yeah but you get it, the scale oh with yes. the puppets right oh yeah yes. i have never seen it i've always wanted to 
It's it's um, a good that show, and I song do is just recommend. So epic. They have some really great new songs in there too, yeah. which I appreciated because, well, yeah, I mean it's Broadway, so yeah. you get more. You mm-hmm. actually get the musical of it, right? There was a song for the Daily Report that is in the soundtrack for the '94 film. Okay. That was written and was originally recorded. That is actually sung. That is included in the stage production as well. That I really liked. Hmm. Um, that I was kind of sad that they did not then include yeah. for this version. So, speaking of the Daily Report, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't, obviously I don't have the the whole context of what uh, Zazu says in the nineteen or the 2019 version, but it seemed pretty similar. It was And close. it is just the punniest, dad-jokiest oh, I know. paragraph of... I'm going to read it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, the buzz from the bees is that the leopards are in a bit of a spot, and the baboons are going ape over this. Of course... <laughs> The giraffes are acting like they're above it all. The tick birds are pecking on the elephants. They, I told the elephants to forget it, but they can't. <laughs> the cheetahs are hard up, but I always say, cheetahs never prosper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that it's like the same thing. It is a little bit different, yeah. I, wish, I looked for the script because there were yeah. a couple of places that I really wanted to check, but I, I couldn't find a published only. version of it online yet. There's definitely a reference to birds and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the only thing that I remembered. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I've always loved that version. <laughs> it always makes me giggle. But again, they didn't have the line about Scar as a throw rug. Yeah, I just, I know. I'm so, like... The omissions are so glaring to me. Do you when... think it's because we're just, this movie was just of such a time for us? Like, so I was 12, um, but I remember being a big fan of this movie. Like, no, this, this movie was pretty pivotal for me, too, and I was even, yeah, older, so. I, as you've probably already noticed, because I can't sing, but I've already sung once in this podcast. Um, <laughs> I cannot contain myself from singing these songs, like, at the top of my lungs. And it only gets better because my son hates it when I do that. Oh, well, that's so then I have to continue. parental. Oh, right. Yeah. It's my job as a parent to Absolutely. antagonize him. Absolutely. I, also... I support this. <laughs> 100%. I also really enjoy singing I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Because oh, yeah. it's in my fun. range. I have the range of like a prepubescent boy. <laughs> <laughs> it is so much fun to sing because it's not, a sh- it's just there. I can just sing it. Yeah, none of the, I, I'm a tenor, so literally none of this is in my range. <laughs> I don't know if it's in my range that anybody else wants to hear me singing it. But this is the song that I think I sing the best. So <laughs> there's also a couple of songs by the band Coheed and Cambria that I'm really good at, and their lead singer sings in basically a falsetto sometimes. <laughs> so basically, yeah, 
the vocal yeah. range of a prepubescent boy. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call you a soprano. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. If if you were enjoyable to listen to and we were sorting you out, that that's what we would call you. <laughs> I am not enjoyable to listen to. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you. I promise. So we do... The I just can't wait to be king in the new version was really great. Too. It is. Great. I was yeah. I was pleased with that. There were I man, I don't know. It was tough on the songs because we didn't get the scar. Right. It's just be talk prepared. It, it's it's just it's talk missing singing. all of the best lines. It really is. Um like there that end part where he's like king undisputed whatever you know that part Mm -hmm. and that ending to that song is just so epic that I was waiting for it and that there's no reason why that couldn't have been talk sung like he didn't have to have a good voice to be able to convey that song well and why did we leave it out like I get that we didn't want the marching hyenas. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> what? A, so the should we whole talk reason, about the marching hyenas? The like because this we... is still a thing <laughs> twenty years later. So I feel like we need to give a little backstory here. Okay. We weren't going to do the Lion King this week. We no. had something completely different lined up for you. But my family does uh, pizza and movie night on Fridays. So we watch a movie and we make homemade pizza. It's very wholesome of us. Um, And two weeks ago, we did the 1994 Lion King. And I'm watching it. And I am like dumbfounded by how spot on that whole scene is for Nazi imagery. Like, it is like, it's like a a Lenny Riefenstahl movie. (laughs) Which, like, I am, so, in in 94, I was 14. So I am peripherally aware and remember that even in 94, there was a bit of a fuss. Okay, people, I I would hope people would have made People were aware, and they, they made the connection now, or... The Nazis. Right. So I see that and I think I don't think anything but Nazis. But I think very, anything? very vividly see Nazis. Like this is Nazis, these are Nazis. The way that they are marching is like Nazis. This is right from Nazi propaganda films. Well, and there's even a moment where they're where you're they're marching and there's that whole grid line mm-hmm. like you could see on yeah. l- l- that they would do in the old proper films. Right. So yeah. Right. So I'm glad that they didn't put that in this version. Yeah, I mean... I think I'm, that would have been problematic. I, I especially feel it would have been problematic now. Although, we avoid those... I don't know. I don't know. Just, so, do you think they just cut Be Prepared down because of that? Well, see, I that's feel what like... I don't understand. Couldn't they have done something different? Couldn't they but have I... just sung the yeah. song without... Maybe, maybe Chewie can't sing. I don't know. But I don't think he needed to be able to sing no. to do that. 
Because, like I said, in the Jeremy Irons version of it... Most of it was spoken. It's like... It's sing-talking. Mm-hmm. It's not... You don't need to carry a tune to be able to convey that mm-hmm. song. Um, you just need to have a presence. So, I'm not... I, I don't know, then, at all, why they cut that out. I don't... And, and here's the interesting... Not thing. why they cut the Nazi imagery. No, I, I don't know why they, they cut that out. Cut I don't that know song. why they cut that song out. Right. Here's the interesting thing to me. The movie is a half an hour longer, and yet we're missing so much yeah. key... Like, so... The scene with Rafiki and the stick mm-hmm. was, this movie came out in 1994, and I was already heading down a pretty rough road with my parents. My mom had just gone to prison for drugs, and my home life was incredibly shitty. Mm-hmm. And so... That sequence where he's talking about leaving things in the past Mm -hmm. and how it doesn't hurt anymore because it's in the past was very, very important to me for Mm -hmm. a really long time. And I really, I'm almost teary about it now. I really needed to see it here and it wasn't here. Right. There was just... The things that were important to me about the animated version, because it was a very pivotal movie Mm -hmm. for me growing up, weren't present at all in this movie. Not the lines, not the jokes, not the songs, not... Right. And I really, like, I didn't want to hate this movie. I really wanted to love this movie, even though I was skeptical after our Beauty and the Beast experience. Right. Or Cinderella was okay, I Because it was different enough. Right. But this one, and when I hear that it's shot for shot but not shot for shot. Mm-hmm. I am immediately skeptical of what I'm going to get, and sure enough. Yeah. So, let's talk about um, the gorge scene, because that one was pretty well done, I thought. In yeah. They the stuck cur- pretty the- true to mm-hmm. the original on that, mm-hmm. with the wildebeest stampede. Even, I thought, maybe, like, the shape of the tree... Mm-hmm. I think it was spot on. ...was spot on. Yeah. So I thought that was really well done. I did like what they did with the little baby cub after Mufasa had died and he curled oh. up in mm-hmm. his... in that little space that... Yeah. That was very well done. Yeah. That was that was big puddles of tears for me. Right. And I actually I sat down in the movie theater and the sun came up and the opening song started and I looked at my purse and I went, Oh shit, I don't have Kleenex. And I immediately bolted out to go <laughs> grab a stack of napkins because I knew yeah. that I was going to need that there that was like a two napkin scene right yeah. there. So oh, it's such a gut wrenching scene. It, but they did it 
for not having facial expressions right. on the lions, still managed to do it pretty well. And they, but do you think you would think that way without the original to kind of like you knew that that was an emotional scene it's an emotional scene in the original yes so watching it they did actually get it there you do just because of how simba curls up in Mm -hmm. his paws like that Mm -hmm. was really physically very Mm -hmm. there wasn't the, the shaking to see that he was asleep that they did in the animated right. version. And there wasn't a whole lot of yelling. It was very clear that he could tell that his dad was dead and he curled up inside yeah. his paws. And yeah, that was that was pretty, I thought, well done. Considering that they didn't have facial expressions. Right. Because as I was watching it, I was like, I, I'm enjoying myself right now. But this this is not a good movie. This is not a good movie, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I, I had a lot of moments where I was like, this is so great, but am I enjoying it because it's great or because I want it to be great? Right, right. Am I enjoying this because it reminds me of how much I like the original mm-hmm. movie? Which... In preparation for this, obviously, I had watched twice in the last week because, you know, I wanted to make sure that I knew exactly where we had similarities and differences. Mm -hmm. That was the one that I could watch multiple times. And I'm still just in awe of that movie as a movie. The animated version is just spectacular in so many ways. When... We're totally jumping around on this, but I feel like we're all familiar enough with The Lion King where that's not a problem. But when Simba is (laughs) speaking to Mufasa when he's a cloud. Mm -hmm. That was different. Did you see Mufasa in those clouds? I heard him. I heard but I didn't see him. I thought maybe there was a vague outline of... I was also not, like, they kind of got him in the water right, yeah. kind of. That yeah, was that was okay. more. Yeah. That was better. But they didn't, you know, and the line about the storms was also missing. So I'm not, like, mm-hmm. they didn't get the run through the desert right. Right. Which was a very like that was a Beyonce song. Turn, yeah, that. (laughs) So that was the one song change, and I was okay with yes. The song itself was fine, Mm -hmm. but the triumphant return home was missing for me, and I feel like that was actually a really important sequence in terms of Simba's growth as right. I hesitate to say a person, but as a lion. <laughs> as a character. As a character. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I am I have to, uh, again, we're jumping around, but I'm going to make this go in line with my next two things that I want to say. I love the changeover in Hakuna Matata from child Simba to adult Simba 
And I had actually forgotten when I was watching the new version that it was Donald Glover playing adult Simba. So when that, like, comes in where he, like, changes over, I was just like, what? (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) I was so excited to hear that intro in. And so then that's why I was so much more disappointed that Beyonce, like, out-Beyonce's him in Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Because I was like, this is my only other chance. And now that you say that, I am kind of going, well, she did, didn't she? It's fine. It's fine. It's Beyonce. Um, So then, going chronologically for the movie... One of the changes I really did like about this movie was there was more background given to Timon and Pumbaa's, like, place that they live. Mm -hmm. I loved all the additional animals in it. I thought that was great. Like, I liked that they had more people there. (laughs) Characters. Right, characters. (laughs) And I like the characters there. You're right. They're animals. We do keep anthropomorphizing then, though, <laughs> don't we? So that was a change I liked. And I also did like that there seemed to be a little bit more to, like, Nala's story. I liked her leaving. That mm-hmm. part actually was great, and I'm glad that we did get that sequence. Like, there's something ab- so... They kind of, I mean, in traditional lion culture like if we're actually talking about how a lion pride works none of this is accurate right star would never have been around because the brothers get killed or kicked Mm -hmm. out but the queen part of of nala being able to like pick up and leave that was Mm -hmm. i thought well done and i liked the little sequence with her and zazu as I liked Zazu generally not being in that bone jail that yeah. he was in in the original. I liked seeing Zazu as a character with a little bit of... Purpose? Purpose, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked that they... Agency. Yeah, there you go. I like that they gave Sarabi. Am I saying that right, Sarabi? Mm-hmm. Sarabi. I like that they gave her a backbone in this, mm-hmm. where she was very clearly not, not... going to marry Scar, right. not wanting anything right. to do with him, and you can kill me right. if that's what's going to happen here because I would rather die. I did like that as well. Yes. So those were changes. Well done positive changes yeah i mean they did the backstory in particular of all of the characters that they did develop I, I, they they tried at least right there was some effort mm-hmm. put into that i'm just i'm still what i'm missing is i'm not understanding why we're missing so okay we have discussed be our guest at what? some length on this podcast <laughs> oh, i know and as soon as that started, I was like, they're what not going to go any further than that, are they? Fuck? And then they kept going. They went I, longer than they needed to go. We get the reference. You don't need to continue. I was so, like, uh, 
maybe Arya Aiken for some bacon isn't PC so anymore. I, I don't know, I, but I don't and care. The hula. I mean, obviously they're the not going to do the hula because they're not giving these animals things that are, you know, not actually in this world. Right. Um, but the, and and he wouldn't have been hulaing like stand up that way. But man, I don't care. That just man, that whole. I am so so disappointed in what they did with that scene. Just yeah. damn. I missed um, Timon supporting Pumbaa as he is telling his tale of farting in the watering hole. <laughs> I loved the baby warthog. But I missed Timon's like interjections into that. Right. I did love that they let him say fart. I though. do love that they let him say <laughs> fart. Like, it's... and then he said, "I thought you were. Aren't you coming in here? <laughs> like, nah. weren't you gonna stop me? Nah. That was so that great. was that was for the parents. I think, that was for that sure. bit was for the parents. Yes. But yeah, I I don't know. So overall. Please do see the movie, I guess. But it's not spectacular or what we wanted it to be. I don't know. I mean... I don't... Maybe I'd like it again if I watched it again. So, I will say there are certain Disney movies, especially... And I'm thinking particularly of Marvel here... And in particular, Captain Marvel, which I did not particularly care for the first time around and definitely grew on me the more I watched mm-hmm. it. I The same can be said for the second Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually really didn't like it the first time around and okay. it's grown on me significantly. So I feel like Disney has, whatever it is that they're doing, some of it is story related and sometimes it does benefit from a second showing so there is that i would watch this one again it's oh not yeah like, i'll watch this it's again. not dead to me it's no it's not bad at all and the i obviously i resent the changes that the 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 things that are missing I resent, but the things that they changed for the better are, by and large, with the exception of that one fucking... I'm sorry, Be Our Guest does not in any way belong in this movie at all, and I'm mad. Just will be mad. But other than that... Just dress Timon up like a hula dancer and put Pumbaa on a plate like a roast pig. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Why can't we do that? I mean, that grass skirt can surely be woven from what's available at hand. <laughs> we're not we're not asking you to leave the savanna or anything. <laughs> Just damn it. I know. So my son is now afraid of this movie. Because we haven't talked about the fucking hyenas yet. They're terrifying. And Holy shit. When, and Scar is also yeah, terrifying. Yeah, also. Particularly in his introduction. He mm-hmm. is jarringly unpleasant to look at. 
that whole <laughs> bit with the mouse, like, and that yeah. mouse is so fucking happy, right? Like, it's just chattering and right. talking to itself on the rock. Mm-hmm. And I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And still, when it did, I'm like, holy crap, that's an ugly fucking lion. Yeah. So, but, man, the hyenas. Yeah. Did you see their fucking teeth? Mm-hmm. Like, there was no effort whatsoever to dull them down right. in any way. And so, my at, at eight, my middle son was pretty disappointed that I didn't take him to this movie. And I'm like, I'll let you watch it. And, and now I'm like, but that's part... He has nightmares about mm-hmm. certain things. And honestly, because they're portrayed in a realistic way and also as killing machines, let's not right. forget that there is actual killing in this, mm-hmm. relatively. Man. And then, like, for us, and I've, I've brought this up before, where, you know, at four and a half, my son, typically when he's going to be afraid of things, they're actually dark mm-hmm. in, like, tone. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is dark, and it's fiery, mm-hmm. and it's terrifying. You know, they don't have fire. There were no lava pits in this one like there were in the elephant graveyard in but the animated But there was fire versions. at the end. But there was the fire at the end. Which and that sequence was surprisingly close to, I thought, mm-hmm. in terms of how they did the fire and the ashes mm-hmm. and right the burning. So yeah, uh, yeah. But those teeth, I come back to those teeth with all of them, with the lions, with the hyenas. There was not any pretense of the carnivore situation mm-hmm. going on here, and they ate, which is, I guess all circle of life-ish and fine but when they look that real man it's terrifying it, it yeah all right so briar's blubber ability scale this they're both bad like these are both heavy tear jerkers for me from mostly the beginning to the end and <laughs> lots of little parts and i have to say relatively i cried in the same spots yeah so they at least got the emotion or the sentimentality or the what have you of that stuff right Mm -hmm. so um an age Again, we just talked about it's tough. I guess it depends on your kid. It's this is a this is a judge for your kids here because I will probably let my eight year old see it and then I will probably regret it because we will probably have nightmares. But I don't want to deal with the argument about well, but it's a why can't I because it's scary does not cut it for an eight year old boy. But sure enough, that is likely the conversation we'll be having. Um, Halloween costumes. Can you wear this Halloween costume? I suppose if you can find a real CGI lion <laughs> to wear, go right ahead. I am positive there will be some furry costumes for there this. Will, there will likely be. Mm. There will likely be. Yeah. Um, so, let's score them separately. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So, let's start with the animated. Why do I always have to go first? 
because you have to go first. Fine, I'll go first. I'll give the animated version. For me, this one is a five. Always. It's a five for me, too. It's 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 long been a five mm-hmm. for me and will continue to be even with the weird hinky things that are admittedly in the animated version, too. I mean, there's some complaints that we can make about that stuff right. beyond the Nazis, but it's a solid movie and my kids have always loved it. Mm-hmm. Always loved it. And I think it tells a good story about having i don't know the circle of life i mean that really like that that plays into our conversations like even just what's in my chicken nugget mm -hmm. (laughs) right so like that's helping me out as a parent we we obviously we have a lot of conversations about death in my house for obvious reasons but yeah this movie is certainly a good way if you don't have the personal experience to get some of those death conversations in because all kids are curious and all kids have those kinds of questions when it comes to understanding life and death and i think that this movie has always done a really good job of treating those questions with dignity for mm-hmm. kids. I don't think they pander. I don't think, I mean, because when Mufasa dies in both versions, it's very clear that he is dead mm-hmm. and that Simba feels guilt for that. So, yeah, I feel like they've always tried to treat this one with respect. So we're both fives for the animated, but for the, the 1994 animated, let's talk about the 2019, the 2019 um, version. Um, and I really, I'm trying to assess it on its own merits and the best I can give it is three and a half. I was going to give it a three. Yeah. Three and a half honestly kind of feels generous to me. And I, most I, of that three is for nostalgia. And Don Glover. <laughs> I hate you. But yeah, nostalgia. It's, it's, yeah, those two things, right? I mean, it, and it's not, none of it was bad. It just, it wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. what I wanted it to be. And I just then, really don't think this movie can stand up on its own. No. No, I don't think it would, is kind of the thing. And my kids won't be going in without the animated version as experience. I can't honestly say that kids would like this movie if they didn't have that experience beforehand. I think this would be boring to most kids without that pre-existing experience of the animated film. I feel like we need one of our listeners to have an experiment for us. If your kid's never seen the 1994 version. If that's actually possible and somebody out there has got that guinea pig, please do run this know. experiment Experiment for on us. your children. Oh, yeah. Us, By all means. This, We'd love you know, it. We'd love only it. only a small psychological experiment. It's the marshmallow experiment. The Stanford marshmallow. <laughs> Not the Stanford prison experiment. The Stanford the marshmallow. marshmallow experiment. They're both bullshit, but who do we care? Why do we care? If you have a kid out there who can have a 
non-biased watching of the 2019 version, we want to hear from you. Please do it. It's not live action, by the way. Let's let's be clear on. Not live action. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You can find us on Latchkey Movies at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, also at Gmail. You can give us a call at 402-885-4875. Leave us a message. Tell us what we've got wrong. We'd love to hear from you. We would also really, really, really love it if you'd leave a review for us on iTunes. So the algorithms have changed again, and like reviews would help us know we're in the right place and saying the right things. Please, please. Please, I beg. Can I the beg? The thing is, if enough of you do it, we'll stop begging. So there you go. <laughs> if if you'd like to not hear me beg for reviews anymore, leave me a review. Leave me a review. Come on. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.